What's up, people? You're tuned into Living Millennially with Steph Kai, a safe place tackling life as a millennial, discussing topics we should be talking about but are afraid. From the highs and the lows of relationships to the struggles of everyday life, church, work, people, and staying sane. Let's break it down and detox as we try to find a way to make it out alive. If you don't show up for yourself, then who will? It's a safe space. Make we talk now? Living Millennially with Stephi. Welcome to another episode of Living Millennially with Steph Kai. Today is episode 6. It's episode 6 and it's titled Mom, a title above Queen. A heart to heart with my heart, Shirley Morris. Today I have the most honorable Shirley Morris, teacher, fashionista, good girl, counselor, woman of God, friend to many, but I call her three simple letters and that's Mom. M-O-M. She's going to come and show her glorious diva-like behavior today. I know that she's very capable of that. Many of you may know, or for those who don't know, my mom migrated last year and she left me here all by myself. And she's back for a little while. So it's good to grab hold of her and have this interview before she leaves the island rock of Jamaica. So... Mommy, before we start episode, a few ground rules. This is my podcast. I'm interviewing you. You listen to me. Wait a bit, wait a bit. Let us stop right there and get things straight. Because <laughs> of me, there is you. Furthermore, I am the one being interviewed today. So this is my podcast. You see, guys, you start with the straight area of the episode that you start good. All right, Mother Straight, no further instructions. I will oblige you. You are the star today. So today the show is called Living Millennially with Shirley Morris, everybody. We're going to go straight into the episode. Who is Shirley Morris? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Tell them something that they don't know about you. Well, as you have already heard, my name is Shirley Morris, and I'm the mother of two wonderful sons. After having a surgical procedure some time ago, I was told by the doctors that I wouldn't be able to have children. But God blessed me with two miracle babies. Aww. Kai is the younger of the two, and I refer to him as my wash belly. But to me, he's a double blessing. He's a double portion of blessing. Because I had him in my late 40s. And I know according to the millennial era... You people would say, but wait, that is a senior citizen or a golden age. (laughs) But I know that I'm blessed because not many people would have been able to have such a wonderful production at that age. What exactly was that surgical procedure? All right, I'll tell you because it has happened to many females and even so to enlighten other females that this is a possibility. I was pregnant before and then it went into the tube. And it's called ectopic pregnancy. 
So it had to be, the, the fetus had to be removed because it was not in the correct place. It should really have been in the womb. So it had to be removed and that had to be removed surgically. And then after that, now your chances of having a child become really very slim. Some people like myself were blessed to have had two others weren't so fortunate. Okay. Well, and we thank God for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. So, guys, that's a little bit about my mother. I have known her all my life. <laughs> well, duh. 26 years ago, I met her. Did you ever drop me when I was a baby? Well, it didn't really fall from my hands, but because we lived in a house with stairs, you fell down the stairs. <laughs> guys, let me tell you that story. So, I was a very adventurous baby, and... Um, when I lived with my father, um, there was a gate on the stairs and I think the gate was open mm-hmm. and I, I went to the, the beginning of the stair at the top and then I rolled, I rolled all the way down to the bottom. So possibly that's the reason I am the way I am today, mad, because I fell down a flight of stairs. I'm good though, guys. And it was not negligence or anything. It was just my adventurous behavior. All right, then. So what is your first memory of me when I was born? What was, what was it like in the hospital? What were the nurses saying? Well, your dad was right by my side and he saw he saw everything. And he saw that I looked exactly like him. So he could not say I was a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were a well-made Kariba suit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the first thing the doctor said, the nurse al- alarmed, the nurse exclaimed rather that, Johanna, your foot long like. And then just after you were born, you raised your head. And I said, my God, what is this? Where is he going? (laughs) At this very tender, tender age, where is he going? So I knew from them that you would be up and about. And strong people. What was the feeling like, though, after having Rory? Rory is my older brother. We're 10 years apart. I'm 26. He's 36. And we share the same mom, but different fathers. What was it like when I was born? How different was it from Rory? Well, it was extremely different because, as you stated earlier, you were 10 years younger. You're 10 years younger than Rory. Right. And I remember when I got pregnant and I went to see my gynecologist, I complained of feeling pain. Right. And the nurse said to me, Mrs. Morris... You must feel pain. Where you going at this age? (laughs) (laughs) Where you going at this age with pregnancy? Yes. What was it like raising two boys single-handedly with a lesser effort from the fathers? Well, it was indeed a difficult task to raise you both single-handedly. But I did my best and made sacrifices to ensure that you both had the advantage of proper upbringing and a solid education. And I always say to people, I don't have any real estate to bequeath to my children. To what? To, to bequeath. To bequeath. To All right, guys. So, wait, guys, I wanted to know my mother is a teacher of Spanish and English. She'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So, the word for today is bequeath, <laughs> brought to you by Shirley Morris. Continue. So, I said I ensured that I gave them a solid education so that they will come to acquire their own real estate. Because of my two boys, I had to postpone the furthering of my education a bit. Okay. Because I said I am going to ensure that they both go through school. So I had to put my (laughs) studies on hold. Go through school. Not only go through school, but excel while doing that. 
so I had to put my studies on hold until afterwards. I remember my vice principal at a school where I was employed, she said to me, Shirley, what are you waiting on? All kind of to think you go to university <laughs> and, and, you, and you sit down there not doing anything. And that's the first time I heard the word to think. <laughs> to think. What does to think mean? Mean I mean people who don't really have any DB, DB, right? DB, DB. Okay. Right, okay. You know? I wasn't really offended because I knew she was really looking out for my good because she knew <laughs> my academic ability and right. she knew that I would be I would do much better if if I got the chance to further my studies. Nevertheless, I persevered and in my late fifties, I got a scholarship from the government the, the of Jamaican Jamaica. government mm-hmm. to pursue my first degree. So you got your first degree at, at the, fifty right. years old. Mm-hmm. 50 odd so to speak right right and then i remembered i said to myself well i waited so long and now that i've had the chance and i don't have to pay a dime i am going to do so well right that the government will offer other teachers scholarship and i did very well indeed because i was you came on the top of your class, class and you were the, yeah you were a first class recipient yeah. in 2006 in 2006 right and that's the same year i graduated, graduated from, from campion from right. no well not campion from prep school R- really yeah i graduated campion in 2011 yes <laughs> Guys, I have to remember the memory. Can I shall be no one again? Okay, that's good. But you got your first degree at 50 plus years old. Yes. So that means that you were teaching on a diploma yes, for the years for before. And years. that means that the quality of education that you were giving to the students was befitting of someone who had the requisite qualifications. Yes, because I got a scholarship to Venezuela. Right. I studied Tell us a little Spanish. about that. I studied Spanish at the <coughs> Universidad Simón Bolívar. Say that again, Universidad Simón Bolívar. Bolívar, Okay. Right. <laughs> and I got a scholarship there. And when I, re- I remember when I was leaving, one of the lecturers said to me, I'm so sorry that you're here for such a short time. Right, they, they began to love you. Right, and not even that, because I had done so well. Right. I had done really, not that I'm praising myself. No, you are praising yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I did so well. Okay. And I'm really passionate about the teaching. I enjoy what I do. You enjoy what you do. Yes, I'm not in it for the income. I'm in it for the outcome. You're not in it for the income, but the outcome. Right. And uh, you're now a retiree. Let's give a round of applause to that. You have contributed to nation development for many years. And I just wanted to tell people about, just touch back on that little part about getting a degree at 50 plus. Um, I, I don't think you're encouraging people to do that, but it's, it's never too late. Well, my circumstances warranted my getting my degree at that age, but I didn't stop there. Right. Because since it was a scholarship from the government, I was told that I would have had to do some service as a bonding exercise. And then I said to myself, well, while waiting to do the bond, why not do the master's? So I went straight ahead into the master's and I completed my master's in 2010. Okay, so 45 years of teaching. And and remember, I didn't stop there because after I retired, I still continued continued lecturing at the college I, I retired from. Until approximately 2018. Right. And even today... They still call you. If I'm offered a job, I'll gladly get up and go because teaching is my passion. Right. No remuneration can compensate 
for the satisfaction that I get when I see my students excelling and doing well. Right now, for example, there's a student who is a high school teacher and he was teacher of the year and he just sent up some students for sexy Spanish and they were successful and no money, no monetary compensation and can make you feel that satisfaction. Can equate to the satisfaction that I feel when I teach my students and I see them turning out in the society and doing extremely well. Okay, that's great. I'm happy about that, guys. And I hope that you guys are picking up little nuggets of advice from this, that it's never too late to get education. And if you have to wait, guys, nobody now have a stick over your back and, and I say, you have to do it at this time. All right? As millennials, a lot of time we feel that pressure. So, guys, I hope that you're hearing what my mom is saying. So, how different am I from my brother? Well, both of you are different fathers, as you stated earlier. So both of you have different um, personality traits. Your older brother is more of a... Which school did he go to? He went to JC. NASA, JC, eh, 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 eh. I wanted him to go to Woolmers and I declared that even if I had to get a job at Woolmers Boys <laughs> to get him in, I would. But then he said to me, Mom, I've already made friends at JC. I want to stay here. I don't want to move. <laughs> so I just left him right where he was. Mm-hmm. But I remember an incident at his school. I'm very protective of my sons. Extremely protective. Overprotective too. Sometimes to the point of it being very annoying. Very, very annoying. And I remember <laughs> Rory, which is my oldest son when he attended JC, he got an assignment. Some science project he had to do. And it involved bringing a roach to school. Well, he didn't take any roach to school. <laughs> and of course, he, he was punished. But when he came home the evening, he didn't tell me about that punishment. It was his friends who said to me that he was punished for not taking the roach. So, of course, you know, I went up to see the teacher. <laughs> and I said to her, where I live, we don't manufacture roaches. <laughs> so it was kind of difficult for me to get a roach. And you punished my child for this, which I think is not right and i really had very strong words with her after making her know that i myself am a teacher anyway he got off with that one no you mr stefan you are different i was called to school several times for you not because you were a good boy but because <laughs> of your mouth that does not surprise me because you got that from your mom i remember one day i was at work and I was called to come to the prep school you were attending at the time. And when I went, the teacher said to me, you know, he told the teacher, the teacher said to him, good morning. And this was his response to the teacher. <laughs> the morning was good until I saw you. And I really was, st- I'm saying, my God. So we went to a meeting now with the teacher, myself, the head of the institution, and Stefan. And when I sat there now and I'm trying to, Coke Stefan, I said to him, no, why did you say that? This was Stefan's reply. Mom, you taught me to speak the truth. And I'm telling the truth because that is exactly how I felt. <laughs> the, my morning was good until I saw her. <laughs> Guys, that story is so funny because I actually remember it. It's, it, yeah, it was just one of those days. You know, when you're in school and as a little child, you're just like, you know, in the mood with the bag of talking. Because teachers used to molly cuddle. They used to cuddle us a lot. And I just wasn't in the mood for it that morning. So my mother was called. 
up to the school. So that's the disparity between my brother and I. My brother is a little bit more reserved. I mean, like, he can be, you know, forthright when he's ready. I am more the outspoken one, right, Bobby? Yes. I, I'm, I'm the one that will say, no, no, this is BS. This is crap. And we're, <laughs> we move on. So... Teaching is your passion, you love your children, but people talk about your fashion a lot. Even my friends, when I post you on Instagram, I post you on Facebook, they always say, no, my mother hot. Who inspired your fashion? Where did you get that from? Since I've had you, the fashion turn out. <laughs> Steph Kai is responsible for how my hair looks, what type of clothes I wear, the nail polish I put on, <laughs> the shape of my nails. He has really added to how I put myself together. And it is something that has always been in me, as he has always said. And uh, to substantiate this claim, I'm going to quote an excerpt from my high school citation. The high school I taught at for 31 years. And it says, you're full of style and panache and your flamboyant dressing captivated the attention of senior boys and male students alike. So I have to pause it there. So while <laughs> you were at school teaching those young men, they were there looking for a, um, a wife. Yes, but that's as far as it nah, is. That's how, yeah, yeah well, disclaimer, guys. My mother never engaged no. or entertained mm -hmm. any of these students. They just had a large fascination. And then now, an excerpt from the citation from the tertiary level institution I taught at and retired from. Your charisma is evidenced in your flamboyant fashion selections. The dresses, the hair, the nails made you a fashionista. Nice. And for that, again, I must say kudos to Steph Guy, the ah! millennial man. <laughs> the millennial man. What age did you feel like we became really close? Because we share a very close bond. What age? Around what age was that? Well, it's actually from you were born, you know. Yeah. Because remember, I told you when I, I had you when I was what some people would refer to as old and gray. Right. So from you were born, I, you were very special to me. Not were, let me not speak in the past tense. You still are very special to me. Yes, it's I appreciate that, that. Many people say that I love my older, I, I love you more than I love your older brother. But it's just that you have always been with me and your brother left early when he, when he migrated, when his dad filed for him and he migrated. So you and I have lived for quite a long while. It's just now that I'm getting closer to the older one because I'm now where he's at. My brother migrated in 2006 on Mother's Day. Yes. So that was a very emotional, a painful period. thing. Yes. Painful. What advice do you have to give to young people out there? Wisdom. How old are you? By the way, I'm 67. I'll be celebrating my 68th birthday. On November 29, right. 2019. What advice would you give to young people out there in this mess of what the society is asking of us and the pressures of what it is, whether it be familial, whether it be from your work, whether it even be from your peers? How do you sustain? Well, I would address the females first because we are always the ones who <laughs> seem to be suffering from some male whatever you call it. So I would advise the females in particular to ensure that you are financially independent and you have a solid education. I'm saying this from the personal experience that I've had. If it weren't for my being able to support my children financially because of my job, I'm sure they would have fallen by the wayside. But I ensured, I ensured particularly 
that I took very good care of them and I never had to ask for anything for them. I remember on occasions because as you have heard before I am a person who likes to dress and I remember if I see a blouse going for $10 after I had my kids I said to myself I would say oh dear it's expensive but if I see something for a thousand dollars for any of the two boys I would readily purchase it. So it's like I put my life on hold for these two children because I feel it since I brought them into the world, I felt it was my responsibility to take care of them with or without Or when he used to tell us, say, um, I brought you in this world. So, so I'll take you out. <laughs> what advice do you have to the men? You're saying to the females that be strong, be independent. Yes. You're not saying you're going to be independent of a man. Right. But be independent financially. enough and financially. What do you right. have to say to the men? Well, my advice to the men is just to take care of the ladies. Even if, if you're you in a relationship children. and the relationship with the mother of your child is over, don't make the relationship with your child be over as well. Right. Take care of the women. We are sometimes a bit annoying. <laughs> that is a part of our ordeal. Remember, yeah. we are made differently. We bear children. You don't. You give children. And many times... We tend to stick to our children and we tend to fuss a lot. I know I'm a very fussy person, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's not only because of my being a mother. It's because of the way I am, just like to see things going Perfectionist. Well. So my advice to the gentleman, take care of the ladies with whom you are involved and make sure that you are by their side to help and support them, even if you are no longer in a relationship with them. Remember, it's your children. And even if you don't have any children, you yourself um, were produced by a woman. Right. You have a sister. You may have female relatives. So don't treat us as if we are from a different planet. Treat us with love, care, and attention. That is what some of us need more than anything else. Right. The money to, them, to me is almost non-existent. Infinitesimal. But you just give them what they deserve so that they don't have to go searching for it elsewhere right. and end up with another person who may be just like you or even worse. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy about that, guys. You heard it here first that, you know, support. I hope that you took those little nuggets of advice. All right, mommy, we're going very well in the episode. Are you proud of me? I'm proud of both of my children. Even if you didn't achieve whatever I, I thought you should achieve, I'm still proud of you. Because so far, I, I've never had the chance to ban my belly with red cloth and put my <laughs> hand on my head. Because the type of trouble that I know some children have put their, their parents in, you have never even entertained the idea, let alone to carry out that. So... I'm proud of you and I will always be proud of you both. And are you happy with the way that we both turned out? Yes. Right, yes. You're happy with that? Yes. You both have your first degrees. You graduated from UWE and your brother graduated from the University of Central Florida. Go look on a master's <laughs> 2014 in, partic in particular was a very, very hard year. And then 2015, grandma died. Um... Just tell me a little bit what was going through your mind in 2014 when I almost lost you because you had a very serious condition that had to be fixed immediately. Well, 2014 was really a rough year for me. In that year, I had to do laparoscopic surgery 
to remove a cyst from my left adrenal gland. The father of my oldest son also passed in that same year. But thanks be to God and thanks to my very capable laparoscopic consultant surgeon, Dr. Lindbergh Simpson, who did what he had to do successfully. And here I am today, five years later, rejoicing and giving God thanks. Yeah, yeah that, that's really good. I, I remember, guys, when um, the, the, the surgery date happened, my brother flew down and I cannot manage anything like that regarding my mother. So I'm normally the strong one for the family. But in that particular moment, it was very scary for me. I was in university at the time and um, I had... I think it was a class and I just stayed away from the hospital until after the surgery and I got the good news that she was safe and that everything went well. And I remember my friends coming to the hospital with me. It was a very pleasant moment. So that was 2014. That was a very hard year. And then in 2015, grandma passed, which was another hard blow for us as a little family. What, how did you feel then? Oh my gosh. Her passing was almost like my passing. Yeah. I felt it so much because like myself, she was a single mother and I got all my strength from her. Right. So when she passed, it was like a piece of me went with her. Nevertheless, I did what I had to do and the Thanksgiving service was well done and I'm happy that I was able to put her away in fine style yeah and guys there will be an episode coming up where i will talk about the transition of my grandmother and how it affected me greatly and what exactly happened before she passed i'm happy that you're able to talk about this now and you are better for it yes experience teaches wisdom as always right. so now that you have cultivated you have grown two wonderful young men who are upstanding citizens of society now that you're retired what are you planning to do for yourself we're now grown soon i will have to move on roy will soon have his whole family and we'll still be there for you to support you but what do you want to do for yourself no not what do i want to do what i'm doing for myself <laughs> i'm i'm enjoying life mm -hmm. i'm experiencing good health thank god for that right I don't have anything to bother my brain. I just want to continue to praise my God. Hey! Man, people of God. And live. All I ever ask for in life is for good health. That's my priority. Other things will fall into place. But I always ask God to allow me good health. And I'm proud of myself because at 68... I don't look at day near 16. Many times I run into problems. Many times I run into problems with my age. When I go, when I travel and the immigration officers take my passport and they look at it, they are looking me up and down. And one was even bright enough to say to me, is this your passport? And I said, sir, you see that little island Jamaica where I'm from? I'm the prettiest person the prettiest female in that country. So I would need to travel on other people's passport. That is just me. Yeah. I'm proud of my age. I'm never afraid to say my age because everybody always says, no, sir, 
keep on doing what you're doing. You don't look like that. And I also remember the time when I was studying in Venezuela and all of us went to a nightclub and the person at the door refused to allow me to enter saying if I didn't see the sign, no children are allowed. I had to take out my passport quickly to verify my age. So looking young for me is something that has been happening from a long time. When other ladies would hide their age, I have no reason to. I am a proud person of my 67, soon to be 68 years old. That's great. Is there anybody who is your favorite Jamaican singer? Give me a line from a song that you hear all the time in the mix. Because I know you don't know a lot of these new songs. But give me a line from one of them. Why do you think I don't know a lot of these new songs? <laughs> I know many of them and I, and I know the dances too. Right, so give me, give me a one, line. The one that comes to my mind immediately now. Is cool it, cool it, cool it, cool it. No sister spice. Come again. Cool it, cool it up. Cool it, cool it up. Sister spice hot, you know. And I saw me hot too. What is she cooling down though? I don't know. I know what I'm cooling down. Okay, that's great. And I want to just say thank you so much for the years of this unwavering you know, commitment to the development of both my brother and I, it must have been really hard because in a day and age when not everything was as advanced that it is now, it was hard to financially support us. But we are here for you and I will tell you from now, I will give my heart to you if you need anything. And the big O's. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there, will be a, there, there, there will be a room for you in the house because you know you're strong. So you will just pop up and say, I'm here. But um, thank you so much for the years of many sacrifices that you have given to us. And I truly am better for having you as a mother. And... There's something that you always say that some people are mothers and some are havers. Right. And um, I really want to implore everybody that whether the child comes out the way that you want them to or they don't, it's still your child. Yes. You have to mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Before we go, I just want us to sing a little song. Um, keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you will always. Ready? One, two, three. Keep, keep smiling. smiling. Keep shining, knowing you can always count on me, for sure, that's what Shirley's for. Alright then, come again. <laughs> Through good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. But it's all you gone down in the keynote. Keep it up there. That's what good moms do. Alright, again now. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me, for sure, that's what friends are for. Anyway, you got the gift of I'll singing you and I got it. the gift of gabbing, <laughs> so pardon my singing. My mom is a very good person who she, she speaks very well and she's always called to do graduation speeches and whatever thank you so much for being here today mommy Shirley, Shirley Gooders and the people are really happy to have you on and the guys before I go I just wanted to implore you all to cherish your mom my mom is 68 and sometimes I forget that she's getting up in age and I realize that the time span is short I was watching the red table talk with Alicia Keys the other day and she just said to cherish everybody like you'll never see them again 
So I'm doing that now. I'm living in the now and I'm cherishing each moment that I have with my mom. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode six of Living Millennially with Steph Kai. It has really been an insightful, inspiring, but most of all, a loving episode. Please join me next week as we bring another super guest on Living Millennially with Steph Kai. Anything you want to say before we go, mommy? Thanks for having me. I enjoyed this podcast. Looking forward to doing another one. You know me enough already. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Say bye, mommy. Bye. Say Adios. bye again. Adios. Adios. Give them, give them something in Spanish before you go. Hasta luego. All right, then. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Living Millennially with Steph Kai. If you like what you just heard, please share, leave a review, or you can follow the Instagram page at Live Millennially or me on social media at Steph Kai 8. Be sure to check out the other episodes if you haven't. What are you waiting for? Join us next time for another episode of Living Millennially with Steph Kai. I'm Steph Kai. Until then, walk good.